Eclectors! Welcome to the Eclectic Collection Podcast. Today is episode 86, Face the Wall. Why would I say that, you wonder? Well, because we're talking about the Blair Witch. I loved that movie. And truth be told, I had no idea that that was a legend prior to the movie. I had seen it. Uh, I watched it in the theater. Probably did not get sick, but I also didn't sit in the front row. Um, it is a little bouncy. I thought it was brilliant because it was simple and much like the series of um, Paranormal Activity, which I love. Um, they kind of played it like it was a real thing and like it was a documentary. And I just thought it was a really cool movie. And I, even though Maryland's very close to me, I'm a Pennsylvania resident and I'm in the uh, southeastern part of PA, south of Philly, I never knew with Maryland so close, I'm surprised. I just never heard of that. I'd heard of other things like the Jersey Devil, and, you know, I just never heard of that. So the backstory behind it, although there is a good chunk of it that's revealed in the movie, and it is worth a watch if you want to watch it. Um, it's scary because you really don't really see anything, but that's what terrifies you. Um, I could have done without the snot bubble coming out of the girl's nose. I'm not going to lie. That was gross. But other than that, um, there was Burkittsville, Maryland, a long time ago. That was the name of the town. And apparently Burkittsville was sort of renamed and rediscovered because um, Blair, as in the Blair Witch, it was originally called Blair, and they renamed it Burkittsville in 1825 and sort of rediscovered the town. Um, the town had literally gotten laid to waste. So the story goes that there was uh, this woman who was just weird, and they took her for a witch. She did a lot of creepy things. They didn't care for her, um, and it was just an ugly scene. They, they didn't know. There were a lot of stories associated with her doing witchcraft, and she was banished for it. So this, um, this woman, this, this uh, Kenward, Kedward, sorry, Ellis uh, Kedward, and she is apparently just not nice and did a lot of things, out of the box, not just herbs and stuff, but apparently was just really incantations, and, and they said that they believed she was a witch. So they eventually banish her, and that goes back to, like, 1785. Shortly after she's banished, half of the kids in the town and a chunk of the townspeople vanish. Just, they can't find them, bye-bye, see ya. And... It was basically the townspeople that were her accusers that disappeared. They all, within that year, vanished. So when I first saw this and, and heard this and read this, I thought, oh, so this is like um, the Argentinian regime of Juan and Eva Perón, and it was like desaparecidos, and 100,000 people were killed overnight. No, it wasn't like that. That was like a straight-up slaughter with, you know, governmental political influence this was hokey pokey creepy weird because within the year from 1785 to 1786 people just disappeared so once they took an account of who was dead and gone and missing it was more than they thought so at first i guess she was picking them off one at a time and they didn't seem to notice it would be a rogue accident or somebody they thought got lost in the woods or whatever but half the kids and the accusing townspeople just vanish within a year. So that is a lot of people. And because it was done over time systematically, it was hard to pinpoint that it was her. But of course, everybody suspected. 
So people got freaked and just up and left the town. It was completely abandoned and ghost town. Years go by and it's rediscovered in 1825. So they rename it Burkittsville to do away with the original um, town named Blair to not have it tainted by this woman anymore. So they don't want people to, you know, associate it with bad luck. Um, fast forward to 1903, all those spooky things kept happening. And this rando serial killer comes along and he kills seven children under the instruction of the witch, so he says. And they were going to murder him, obviously, because he was a serial killer. And it turned into a thing because he said the Blair Witch made me do it. I was I was under her spell. And, you know, he was, of course, executed, but he argued that it wasn't his fault. And he denied killing anyone. First, he said he didn't do it. And then he said, well, I did it, but I only did it because she made me. And then they ended up killing him anyway. Often these executions were hangings. And what was happening with the people that they would find were just, they were missing and they never found them. Or if they did find them, they were often hanging. Typically from trees within the woods. And they also had these little um, like thatch or small branch twigs uh, kind of people looking symbols that were sort of woven together that would hang on the trees nearby. And again, the movie will glorify this a bit, but you'll see an example of what, what I mean. Um, the other thing behind this, uh, Rustin Parr was the, the serial killer, by the way, from 1903. And he claims to have had a house in the woods made of stone that again, they allege the house in the movie is Rustin Parr's house. Um, and there were a few rooms, a basement, et cetera. It was like an old rustic home. But the real thing that I went after and nobody can really confirm or deny is that in the movie, they keep having people face the wall and supposedly she wouldn't let you look. She was going to kill you. She made you turn around and face the wall. So if she was killing somebody else, then you knew it was coming for you. She was coming to get you, but you wouldn't see it, which made it all the creepier because the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. So often they had to face the wall. Now, I'm not going to totally spoil the ending for you. You can watch a movie if you want. But of course, that's a fictional rendition, despite it not coming off as a fictional rendition. And they claimed it was a documentary. But, um, you know, it really wasn't. They really were actors. But it was done well. Now, since they made a Blair Witch 2 and a Blair Witch 3, not going to lie, the first one was the best. The second one was totally hokey pokey and I wouldn't waste your time. But unfortunately, you kind of need to watch it if you want to get the full trilogy experience. The third one returns back to uh, modern day look at the original documentary and is supposedly descendants of the documentary. Again, all fictional. want to be clear about that. But the third one is a return to the closest of the first. It's interesting because I haven't seen such a departure and such a reconnection in a movie series like that since um, they were doing the uh, um, the series with, uh, oh God, I'm losing my thought here. The uh, uh, Final Destination, sorry, got it back. Final Destination was a great movie, the original one. They've made several now. 
And the second one is totally different than the first. I mean, completely outer limits compared to the first. And people didn't respond well to it. They loved the first one. They went to watch the second one expecting the same kind of thing. And it was, nope. And so then they were like, mm, better rethink this. And then they went on to have like a three, four, I think even a five. Um, and they're all very much like the first. And they were very popular. So just I find that interesting that, you know, there was a big departure. And then ooh, we better go back to what we know. Um, so fun facts about horror movies, but... Or I should say suspense movies. So enjoy that if you, if you uh, want to take a, a quick look. I think it's about 90 minutes. But I do like it, and I do uh, find the interest behind all the legends and the lore, especially since Maryland's so close to where I am. Don't worry, I won't be hanging out in the woods. But I like to watch from a distance and enjoy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then check us out at eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.